just start recording. So whenever we want to start, we can just kind of start and make sure that the good. Big, 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 big. All right. Let's say. I feel like that's already really loud. Like the ah, that's why. Usually I have this recording volume higher. Did I turn off? Testing, testing. All right. Let me lower that just a little bit because that's a peak. All right. Um. You feel good? I feel good. I feel good. Okay, awesome. Hi, everyone. My name is Tommy. And I'm Lauren. And we are the two evil step parents. Uh, so today's subject is going to actually be about being in a relationship with somebody with kids and kind of the do's and don'ts, the things that we've experienced, the things, once again, that shocked us. We may kind of tackle issues that we tackled in the past but a little bit more in depth this mm -hmm. round at least so far i know i wish i had something like this when i first started dating somebody with kids absolutely i think knowing the expectations ahead of time really make a difference so that's why we want to talk through what to expect when dating someone or being in a relationship with someone who has kids and both Tommy and I had the number one thing the same. And we found a few articles that actually listed this as the number one thing to keep in mind. You are not the number one priority. And I say that to be, you are still a priority, but the kids come first. The kids are going to come first all the time. And you need to understand that. And that takes sometimes a toll on people. So if, if you tend to be the one that is wants the attention 100% of the time, you know, it might not be something that's right for you, or you may have to adjust how you kind of think of things, especially when it comes to your significant other. And you have to be able to share that time with your significant other, the children, and uh, other factors that may bump you may bump into in your relationship that you may have never bumped into in a single person relationship in the past. Absolutely. So one of the things I would recommend is really taking time to know who you are and being secure in who you are and finding things that interest you. Because if something comes up and you had plans and you're not able to do those things now, instead of just wallowing and being upset about it, find something in a support group, group of friends, so something that you can do. So you have your own identity in all of this also. And that's one of the things that I kind of did incorrectly in the past where I, as soon as I got into this and I knew it was something that I wanted, I jumped so far into the deep end so quickly that I kind of started losing who I, who I was. I am an extreme extrovert. I love being out, but I found myself staying at home more and more often. And it was a nice balance because my, my girlfriend's an extreme introvert. She'd rather chill out on the couch and hang out at home. And meanwhile, I just want to be out with a large group of people, stuff like that. And Becoming an instant parent, uh, even though it was six months, uh, I wound up realizing that I really kind of, it started getting me down. So one of the things that I realized is that you, you do have to set up time and keep yourself, you know, in the things that you're interested in and understand that they might not be able to go out with you. So our situation is a little bit different because I think I'm coming at this from thinking of the time before I met the kid. 
which was which was a difficult time because there were times where he would have the kids and I obviously hadn't met them yet. So there were times where I was really upset, but I had to learn to find things to engage myself in. So I wasn't just sitting at home thinking about how I wasn't spending time with them and how I wasn't the number one priority. See, and it was a little bit different for me. I, you already lived in the town that your significant other lived in. I lived about two hours away. Yeah. So I had this thing, especially when we were kind of transitioning into the meeting the stepkids and being in their lives was I only came down maybe once a month to see them. Usually, you know, my girlfriend had it, the kids every other weekend. I'd come up every other weekend when the kids weren't here. And then one day a month, I, one weekend a month, I would come up and spend time with the kids. And so I had a weird thing where I was in a committed relationship, but also in a weird kind of single life where mm-hmm. I could still go out with my friends and I had a lot of time to myself. And then when I fully became a step parent, that's when uh, I realized fully that I wasn't the main focus. And it was kind of a little bit of a shock to me. You know, usually in past relationships, it was you and I. Right, the two of you. And now you're technically, in a weird way, you're dating your girlfriend, and you're also kind of weirdly kind of in a relationship with these two kids that you're trying to impress because mm-hmm. you want it all to kind of flow nice and smoothly. So, and I think that leads into another area is leaving your ego at the door. Absolutely. I I know for me, I am like a lot of affection. I'm that kind of person uh, with my significant others. And all of a sudden, you know, there are two other people that I kind of knew in back of my mind. I'm like, listen, I'm not number one. I'm number three. And maybe at this point early in the relationship, maybe five or six behind the dogs. The dogs. <laughs> the dogs. So, and I understood that because I love dogs, but it was a, a kind of a shock. And there was... I know for me, a little bit of jealousy. And that's another factor that you bump into. I have never considered myself a jealous person until I was in this situation. And I I can't say that I was jealous of a certain person. I think I was more so jealous of the time that wasn't being all of the time dedicated to me. And it's just different. I really think it takes a special person to be able to be in this role because you have to leave your ego at the door. You have to understand that there are other people involved. And if you're used to all of the attention being on you all the time, it's going to be a very difficult road for you. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, and it's kind of the same thing. I'm generally not a jealous person, but I know with the stepkids, I would come into a situation. I really just wanted my girlfriend to myself. And that was for however long, you know, that is not a thing that is even on their, on their radar to be like, all right, now I have to maybe set you up as a priority. Uh, I know I wanted to spend tons of time, alone time, going on dates, stuff like that. And that's something that you have to be okay with, with being like, all right, I guess, you know, the sick kid, I guess is more important than us going out. And that leads way into one of the other things to know about dating someone or being in a relationship with someone that has kids. Plans can and absolutely will change. Oh, yeah. So if that's a perfect example. Um, One of the kids gets sick. You had plans to go out on a date. Your plans are changing. And you 
need to understand and be okay with that. And there's ways to you still be with the person, especially if you're in the point in the relationship where you've already met the kids. I mean, you can be there and be the caregiver and help them, but that's hard. It definitely is. I know for me, especially when it came to going out, like we pick out these plans and I'm a gigantic foodie and we originally went to school to be a chef. So anything, I'll, I'll try any kind of food. I love sushi. Tell me that there's barbecue going to be there. I'll be there. And going out for dinner is one of my favorite things to do. But I realized that those plans will constantly change when you live with somebody or you're dating somebody that has kids. And that also will happen if you think that you're free that weekend because the kids are with the other parents. I found out very quickly that also changes. Like you really think you have those plans lined up and everything's good. You made your reservations and then all of a sudden you get a call. You can always tell when you get that call. You can always tell. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I'll pick them up. All right. And then that always happens in another room, and you know what's happening, and they walk into the room and be like, hey, listen, uh, we can't go out tonight. So what do we do? We get Grubhub or Uber Eats, and we're like, we're still getting sushi. I'm committed to the sushi. We're just going to get it delivered, and we're going to watch Star Trek and chill out on the couch tonight. Flexibility is absolutely key to all of this. Um, I do want to jump back to to the jealousy portion real quick. We oh, yeah. talked about um, just the concept of being jealous. For me, what it was was I felt like my time was being infringed upon if there was a call about the kids or something. And it was a point of real contention for us because I now understand his perspective of I need to tend to my kids and take care of whatever this issue is. And from my standpoint, I was thinking, well, this is my time with you, so I want to be able to have it be just us. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a difficult conversation to have over and over again. And I love him and am so appreciative for him for putting up with me through all of those conversations because they came up very frequently. And eventually it got to a point where I, I did. I had to leave my ego at the door and just understand this was going to be part of it. There's a lot of self-realization when you're in a relationship yeah. with somebody with kids. I know. And we kind of touched on this on the previous podcast. This is, and this is rough for a lot, a lot of people. If you're one of those people that get into a relationship and you bump into that, your, your, your boyfriend or girlfriend's significant other at a bar or at a restaurant, and you're instantly one of those people like that are angry or whatever, jealous, understand that's going to happen a whole lot. Right. You are, there's no way that you can get away from that, especially if the parent in a good way, or maybe even in a bad way is a part of that child's life. You know, you're going to have to see them. You're going to have to see their family and you know, you're going to get those nasty looks like we talked about. And that's another thing. Like you realize very quickly what kind of person that you are. I know, like, like you said, I'm not a jealous person. You tend to not be a jealous person. But I know when, especially when we first started dating and started interacting with each other and the significant, the previous significant other, I would start getting anxiety. Like I'd oh, get yeah. the lump in my throat. Yeah. And I, I, I've never really had that dealing with other girlfriends, exes that we'd bump out somewhere else because there is still a massive emotional attachment. And usually also, divorces tend to be very ugly. Right. And I know for me, I, I tend to be very protective of my significant others. And knowing how ugly that divorce got instantly made me angry at this person. 
like mm-hmm. instantly angry at, at her ex. And that was something I was not prepared for. There are a lot of deep emotions that go along with all of this. And again, it's something to know ahead of time because for me, I felt, you know, why am I feeling this way? And I didn't understand. I had that same feeling of anxiety and over time that subsides. And I think you do learn a lot about yourself and how you handle things because you can continue to be anxious and upset but that's not going to be good for anyone in the situation. So you have to find ways to learn to handle those feelings and emotions. And I'm not saying that they are not warranted because they may be. I'm not saying that they are wrong because, you know, your feelings are never wrong. But learning how to positively handle those emotions and deal with them will just be good for everyone in the long run. And one of the things for me that was one of the hardest transitions because I, and this also, I feel like goes back to trying to control the situation, being that kind of person, like you're used to that spontaneity, which is completely gone because you have to plan out everything. Right. But also you want that time to yourself. One of the things uh, is trying not to be the parent straight off the bat. Like you can't go in and be, you know, unless the kid's doing something that may hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. Like, you can't go in there and just start dictating rules to the children. And you have to be able to say, I'm not the parent. This is not my kid. It may be part of my life. And down the road, you start having those conversations with your significant other. Sure. But you also have to be like, listen, this this isn't my kid. Yes, I can be an influence. But at the end of the day, it's not your child. Right. And I think at the beginning, I, I really tried to observe more than anything and I think that helped us to where we are now. But certainly if you you are coming into this situation and right away thinking that this is a pre-made family for you and you can go in and start laying down rules, it's going to be a rough road. Yeah. And understand, especially with, with, with children, depending on what age they are, they're going to do things that irritate you. Sure. It's like having a drunk roommate that wants to argue all the time with you. And it, you know, it's not their fault. It's definitely not your fault, but you have to have that patience and trying to, and I did this, I know I was guilty of it. And my girlfriend in a very polite way said, Hey, listen, you need to back up because it was one of these things where I lived on my own most of my life, you know, having a girlfriend, you don't have to worry about it other than maybe if they have dogs, like making a mess in your house. But now you have small people that will make a mess and everything will be sticky and everything will be gross depending on the age, sometimes even later in life. But you have to be able to be like, all right, is this, am I willing to die on this hill in both ways? I get into an argument with the kid and then I have to get into a conversation with my significant other about how I may be too strict, stuff like that. I think you, you nailed it on the head with the P word, patience. I would also say I was not a patient person before this situation or this experience. It has taught me so much patience. Patience with the kids, with the significant other, and with myself. And giving myself permission to explore some of those things we talked about and realizing it's okay. You're probably not going to get it right first thing. It's going to take some time to learn the different dynamics of the family, of the kids, of the significant other of the ex-significant other and their family it's a whole lot involved in something like this again it's not just two people oh yeah 
one of the things that I uh, that I learned, especially dating somebody with kids, is the sleepovers. And I'm talking about when you eventually get to the point where you meet the kids, you're you're staying over at the house, and all of a sudden, you know, you want that intimate time. You know, you everybody likes to have fun, right? So what I realized is that is sometimes not in the stars for those uh, specific nights. And all of a sudden, it's like being in high school again when you lived at home and you're trying to have fun <laughs> with your parents in the house. And you're like, oh, I got to be super quiet and or this is just not going to happen tonight. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be like, all right, all of a sudden the brakes get hit and you're just like, all right, I guess we're just going to go to sleep then. I think you're absolutely right. Being okay with a lot of things that you may not have been okay with before in past relationships. So you may in past relationships have had some real non-negotiables. Like if this person cancels this plan, then, you know, I'm breaking up with them. But there is definitely more wiggle room when it comes to being in a relationship with someone with kids. Oh yeah. Um, and I know for me, one of the, one of the things, especially in that intimacy thing was trying to find time. Like I never, for those kind of things, scheduling that sounds horrible, especially if you don't have kids or you're just getting into it. Uh, but you, you, in a weird way, like, oh, tonight's date night. And you're like, yes, date, you, night. date night, yay, yay, date night. And it's one of those things where you're, you're having these conversations like, hey, listen, we're going to go out. We're going to. I got reservations at eight. We're going to be home by 10. Because also, when you're dating a parent, you're very tired. You are exhausted. Sleep is the best thing in the world. And you learn that very quickly. And for me, it was, I am, I am a man of passion and I am a man of uh, spontaneity. And I learned, well, that's just a kind of a thing you have to be okay with just putting that on the back burner for maybe sometimes a week, sometimes even longer, depending on how stressful the situation or how tired you are. And things are constantly changing. I mean, we, we can't stress that enough. Anything can happen at any time and it will completely throw off the plan for the day or the weekend. Or you could even be out somewhere, you had weekend plans, and then you get a call and something else changes and you have to come home. And, you know, we're all talking about things that happen already after you meet the kids. Right. And I know for me, we took six months. I was living in a completely different city than she was. It was a very slow transition. And I think that's honestly the best way to kind of handle it. You know, most things that I read say that you should wait at least six months to meet the children of the person that you're dating. And there's a lot of reasons why uh, most people in relationships don't really know each other for the at bare minimum the first six months. Like you're still meeting their representative. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be okay with the person that you're dating at that point because then you're going to see a completely different aspect of them right. as soon as the kids come along. Right. You meet mom and you meet dad. You don't meet boyfriend, girlfriend, you meet mom and dad. Right. Like, and it is a surreal experience. One of the things that actually surprised me was I never heard my girlfriend yell until I heard mom yell. Mom yell. Mom yell is a very powerful thing. There is nothing tougher than a mother. And I've learned that. Uh, it is one of the scariest sounds. It made me jump the first time I heard mom yell. 
And now you've seen a completely different side of that significant other. That is so true and something that I really haven't thought about too much. But you're right. When you're when you're dating someone, they're putting, I mean, hopefully, putting their best foot forward and you're really getting to know who that person is. And it takes some time. I think six months is, is an appropriate time to really get to know someone. But once the kids get introduced, it is a different side of this person that you've been dating. So it's going to take some time to reacquaint yourself with who that person is. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's for me, the, the other part of it was when you meet mom, it takes another, or, or dad, it takes another six months to adjust to that. Right. To understand their cadence, their, their signals of frustration, their signs of happiness, because it's just a completely different dynamic when it comes to kids. Now, I will say on the flip side, know that the parent is probably looking at us or the person in the step-parent role in the same exact way. Mm -hmm. So they've been dating you for six months, getting to know you, and now you're introduced to the kids. You're in a whole new world. They're probably doing the same exact thing, like seeing how how you react to the kids Mm -hmm. and then going off of that. So really, you get to six months to know, you know, your boyfriend and girlfriend. I think you get another six months to get to meet mom and dad. And then they're also evaluating you. Absolutely. Now, we've been talking about some of the the not so pleasant things. I will say, though, through experiences like this and dating a parent, what you learn, if it all goes well and it's something that you both decide that you want and want to stay in, is such a deep understanding and respect for one another because you're getting to know people on levels that if you're in a relationship with someone without kids, it's just different. Oh, yeah. I know that with me, I learned how to deal with stress more than I have ever had because when you're dating somebody with kids, almost everything about your emotions is turned up to 11. Mm -hmm. It is... You'll never be so frustrated in your life. You'll never be so happy in your life. And it can turn on a dime. You feel like you're going crazy. I know I felt like I was going crazy the first, I would say almost the first year that I was dating my girlfriend after I met the kids. And it's it's a range of emotions that you feel internally and then seeing those emotions externally as well from your significant other. Mm-hmm. And you will see parts of a person that you would never see if there wasn't kids in the picture. Right. With all of that, again, comes a a respect. I know in my situation, once the kids were introduced and I saw the the nurturing and loving side of the dad, it it took my love to a whole new level. I agree. Same thing with me. And it's hard to put into words, but that's something that I experienced. This or this um, experience also really taught me to better communicate with the person I was in a relationship with. With all of these changes and all of these feelings, you need to communicate because I learned very quickly if you keep these feelings bottled up, that's not good for anyone. And I think sometimes people do that in relationships. You know, you'll ask what's wrong? Nothing. Well, clearly something's wrong. Yeah. You you need to be able to talk about those things if you want to stay in a relationship with this and that's the other thing. It's helped me with my communication techniques mm-hmm. massively. And it's weird, you know, tying it into like a professional life. Like I get to understand where people come from more than I've ever had. And 
if you're in, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody with kids, you very quickly learn, you have to be willing to communicate and you also have to be willing to take sometimes very hard criticism. Yes. Like I, I know I've had my blood boil when she's like, you're doing it wrong and you're already in an emotional moment and you're like, all right, I need to relax because they know what they're doing. Right. Never assume you know more than the parents do. <laughs> no. Never ever do. Um, but it does help you with communication and it helps you in that relationship. I know there's been moments where I would have kept my mouth shut and I'm like, you know what? This is how I feel. I'm going to talk about the good and the bad, you know, right. and it, it's, it's awesome in a weird way. On the flip side of that, I've gotten much better at reading people also. So where there would be times that I would shut down and not want to talk about things it was happening on the other side. So then I could say to, to my boyfriend, I know something's wrong. I know something, just let's talk about it. And because we need to get it on the table, just keeping it buried is not going to be helpful for anyone, especially if we want this to be long-term. And now I, we have great communication. So it's unpleasant to go through. It's uncomfortable, but it is awesome. As you said, yeah, because it, it just opens up this whole path of communication. And it's it's funny, when you're dating somebody with children, the arguments that I would have thought in a sing- with, a, with, a, with a person without kids, I would have been like, this is a major conversation. When you start dating somebody with kids, like, oh, this, this is not, matter. This, this does not matter. This, right. is, this is a two. And I used to make it into a 10 in previous relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely correct. So one of the the other things that you will realize when you're dating somebody with kids and you're in a relationship is, and this is one of the things that you have to really internally think about is, it's never what you're going to expect dating somebody with kids. And sometimes it might not be right. Maybe not right for that moment. Maybe, maybe not right for you at all. And you may love that person. That may be the best person you've ever dated, but the kid's add an aspect to the relationship that you're maybe not okay with at that point of your life. Maybe you do want to travel. Maybe you want that spontaneity. And that's one of those times you have to have a really internal thought about it. Is this what I want to do? Is this going to be where I want my relation? Because until they're 18, and even then, sometimes even beyond that, those kids are going to be in your relationship. And also sometimes that other significant other is going to be in your relationship for the rest of your life. So if you're at that moment, and everybody does, I know I've had that moment where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And I've had some scary moments in the past where it, it got pretty hard for me. But understand, that's a completely normal feeling to have. It is. It absolutely is. Um, I think some people may have that in relationships where there aren't kids involved, but I, I hope we're getting the point across that when kids are involved, it takes the ante up 50 points. I mean, it's a whole other level. And when I was going through through all of this and had some of those scary moments and hard conversations with myself, I asked myself, is this worth it? And the answer was yes. It was always yes. No matter how hard or difficult or hurtful it was, the answer was yes. So it does take the time to have those conversations with yourself. And they are not easy, but they're important. Well, it goes back to self-realization. Part of it is that you do have these hard conversations with yourself and you realize certain things don't matter and some things do. 
I know I, they're, they're, I've been under stressful situations with the relationship, with the kids, with the significant ex other, where no matter what, it was still worth it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I still looked at the end of the day and I look at my family that I'm now part of and I'm like, you know what? I can do that. I can go for another day. And that's the thing. You, you, you have to kind of segment things emotionally into separate days. Today was a bad day, but you're going to have another three, four days of great days where the kids are loving on you, your, your significant others loving on you. And you have to be able to kind of compartmentalize those bad days. To expand on that, I would say also not holding a grudge. So if, if something, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if something rubs you the wrong way, or someone says something to you that that rubs you the wrong way, it's just not going to work if you hold on to that anger and that grudge in in your relationship. And it's hard because sometimes people like to hold on to that, and that's what fuels them. But if if you do decide this is worth it for you, you're going to have to let that go. And that also expands, and it, it, most of this has been about keeping your ego at the door. As we have this conversation <laughs> about this, and re, a lot of self-realization is at the moment that you do go ahead and you will snap at the kids in front of your significant other, understand that is mama bear and dad, right? They are going to protect their children, and sometimes they will protect them from you because you will think you know better than the parents do, and you will be heated and you will have a lot of passion they're there for their kids set leave your ego at the door they're not attacking you they're not attacking your personality but they're like whoa, whoa you're 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 going across the line you have to be okay with that you have to be able to be like all right i'm sorry wow i really messed up i'm gonna go up, apologize to you the children and the people down the street because i was really <laughs> loud it's it's such a great learning experience and things like that i mean now you know. You know how to approach your stepkids because you've been in that situation. And I guess that that really is what learning is. It's making mistakes and being okay with those mistakes and not making the same ones in the future. I don't think any relationship is, is perfect. I no. know. It, it, I don't think anybody has a perfect relationship. Uh, maybe Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. I think that's the most perfect relationship. I'm sure but... they get into arguments about silly things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But it, it's with a relationship with somebody that has kids, everything, like you said, is turned up to 11. Everything is way more passionate in all different kind of directions. You do appreciate that time with them. You appreciate the times with the kids. And it will fill you with this feeling of almost completeness and feelings that you never knew that you could possibly have. You know, we've had this conversation. I'd never wanted children of my own and never wanted to get married. But, and even with my stepkids, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we've been together for five years, my girlfriend and I, they're, they're my kids. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about them. And my girlfriend's my girlfriend and I love her more than anything in the world. And I don't know how different it would be without kids, but I don't want to know what that would be like. I love my stepkids immensely. They, they fill you with so much love. It is the most insane thing. So if you go through these things and you're at the end of the day, you say, once again, I can do this. It's really rewarding. I know there's a lot of scary topics today, but this is just kind of give you a heads up and our experience to make you feel like you're not alone. You're not alone. And everything that you are feeling or experiencing is completely normal. And 
again, that's why we're doing this. We want to let people know that you're not alone. There are people out there who have been through what you're going through or are going through it. So we want to offer a network of support for those who are in the step-parent role. And there's tons of things online to explain what maybe you will experience dating somebody with kids. I know for me, a gigantic help in not only dealing with the children, but also relationship-wise is uh, Reddit. Mm -hmm. There's a great step-parent subreddit. It's a lot of people bitching, right? But there's a lot of people telling, like, I had this amazing day with my stepkids. You know, it, it, it tends to be a little bit of a, a venting forum more than anything else. But you do get those great stories. And you understand you're not alone. And it could be everything from my kids yelled at me today, you're not my real dad, you know, that they've been raising since they were two years old and now they're 18 years old and they're teenagers and they're horrible people at that point. Or, you know, you have these things with the ex-significant other where it may be putting tolls on your relationship. And there's a lot of support within those subreddits and those threads. I know that helped me out immensely. Reading a bunch of articles about parenting and step-parenting helped a lot. And it also can, and a lot of times, has saved my relationship in a to get me to understand where my girlfriend is coming from. Absolutely. Because remember, everything that we're going through or that someone in this role is going through, your significant other is going through it also yeah. from a different perspective, but they're they're in it too, which is why it's important to have that open communication so you both understand where the other person is at and you're able to meet them. Before we shut this down, I, Lauren, I want to ask you a question just for my own edification. I know for me, do you ever feel like the on the other side of the relationship, your boyfriend, that there's almost like a weird level of guilt ever where it's they want to be the perfect significant other, but they also have to play the balancing act between being a parent? No. And the reason I say that is because there were a lot of guilty feelings in the beginning. Okay. For numerous reasons about numerous things. And we had deep conversations with one another where we're like, we, we can't feel guilty about things because it's just not, it's not beneficial. So I think at this point, we understand we're not perfect. We're not going to be the perfect partner. We're not going to be the perfect dad. We're not going to be the perfect step mom. We're not going to have the perfect kids. And we're okay with that. But I think, again, having that conversation and knowing that makes it easier. Um, guilt is not a great feeling. No, it's not. And I know it, it's very similar to my situation. When we first started dating, there's a lot of internal guilt that I felt. Am I doing the right thing? Am I? It goes back to, am I okay with this? And then the other part of it is you're working within a, a relationship where the previous ex, you know, once again, hard divorce, kids are being affected emotionally. They're sometimes it, some households I know can feel like they're competing of who's the cooler house to stay at where I know I, I felt guilty. It's like, all right, I'm dating this wonderful woman. I have these wonderful stepkids, but am I hurting or am I helping? And that is where those conversations really come into. We've gotten to the point where it sounds like you where it's now an easy flow. Mm -hmm. But I know when I first started dating, that was a constant worry of myself. And the same thing with my significant other was, how do we level out this time between spending time as a, as a step-parent and a, a mom and a dad? And how do we keep you know, the relationship alive? And having that conversation saying, 
hey, listen, I know it's been really rough. It's been a hard month. Kids have been getting in trouble or whatever. School's been rough. Significant other house has been rough. But we're still okay. Everything's okay with between, you know, each other. And really, it sounds easy, but if you have that foundational love, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it's a scary conversation, but you ha- can't be afraid of those conversations if you want it to keep on going. Absolutely. So I know that helped me out immensely was being able to say like, hey, I do feel guilty about this. I, I'm sorry we can't go out. I'm sorry we can't do this. But we'll make it up. There's always more time. We've got tons of time together. So I think that's that's about it for today. Absolutely. And I just, I want to end it with saying, you know, these are our experiences. We, my boyfriend and I still have these conversations. It's not like it's it's one and done and everything is rainbows and butterflies all the time. But in going through everything that we have, it makes those conversations easier as we move forward. Yeah, you will repeat conversations over and over again. That's one thing that I did notice. But it does help. And you, you said, you're not alone. This is a very emotional thing. Like, it is bananas. And you have to be okay with saying, this is bananas. This right. is completely insane. Yeah. Well, we went ahead and created a, a Facebook page. If you guys are interested, in like and subscribe to that. It is uh, Two Evil uh, Step Parents on Facebook. Uh, we are also now officially on iTunes. So if you see us up on there, please go ahead and uh, like us and go ahead and make any comments. We're, we love feedback, obviously, because we get it all the time from our significant others and being parents. <laughs> So trust me, there's nothing you're going to say to us that will go ahead and upset us. And if you have any questions or any topics you want us to discuss, we want it to be an open forum. And if you have any experiences of your own, please go ahead and share it with us, either on Facebook or on our iTunes page. And uh, We also have an email address. It is twoevilstepparentsfl at gmail.com. So you can contact us that way also. Okay, yeah, awesome. See, she's way better at this than I am, so I'm happy that that she's here. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.